it's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love Talking in this new year about decisions and responsibilities. Thank you, Gavin. This is Evelyn, the Love Lady. <laughs> and I'm laughing and saying that because in the studio is one of my favorite friends, and on the radio is the other one. And I think every day how blessed I am. Hello. Hello, Miss Evelyn. Yes, she is the First Lady of Love. That was Mrs. Evelyn Davison, the First Lady of Love, who started this vision 35 years ago of a radio show called Love Talk to talk about love and leadership, building bridges of love and leadership. And I tell you what, Miss Evelyn, what a blessing you are. Um, yes, you are almost 90 years old. And, I, you know, friends. Um, almost within two months. I know, Miss Evelyn. That's why we say almost. You can do anything you set your mind to. Yes. And I tell you what, what a blessing you are. I am Coach Carrie Brinkader. And, friends, you have found the Love Talk right here on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas, Christian Talk. And on the line with us, we have our beautiful friend Kathy Endebrock. Hey Kath. Hey Carrie. Hey Miss Evelyn. It's great to be with you listening friends uh, on this beautiful day in Boise, Idaho and Austin, Texas and around the United States. We have so much to be thankful for and so many incredible challenges and opportunities ahead. And I just love today's program, Carrie, that you've put together. Um, you know, we've talked about decisions. We talked about decisions last week. And we're going to talk about personal responsibility for our decisions mm -hmm. today. And, I, I mean, I just got so much out of this, even when I was reading through all of your production notes. So I'm excited to really get into this together with the both of you and um, share this with our, all of our listening friends as we think about this really key topic moving forward what do we do in times such as these mm -hmm. how do we how do we build how do we build up and how do we let go of some of the things we need to let go of really um key topics that really kind of it's where the rubber beats the road today as we step out of those doors into the love field that God's given us and love talk and love walk with those around us well it's it's great to be with you and it has snowed this week in Texas oh. and I just can't go any further without <laughs> mentioning that I've seen the pictures it's amazing Kathy it was the best day ever I, I, I okay mm -hmm. so I, I typically get up pretty early and I get up and you know, I start seeing the snow falling. I'm like, wow, this is great. You know, I've lived in Texas my whole life, bar one year that I was in graduate school in Alabama. Um, but for 47 years, I have lived in Texas. And it snowed a few times, yeah. right? But yeah. typically what happens it. in Texas is it snows in the morning or it snows overnight. And then by 10 a.m. or noon, it's all gone. Right in, like, uh, in Austin. Yeah, that's what. I, well, yes, you're right, Miss Evelyn. Yeah. Now up in the Panhandle and out in West Texas, they they do get more snow than us. But here in Central Texas, and so we we decided that we would um, do church at home, and so we're um, watching the sermon and and all that, and it's still snowing. It's three hours later, and it's still snowing. And I kept saying, I must have said it twenty times. Y'all, it's still snowing. <laughs> it's still snowing. It was so great. We built snowmen all over the yard, front yard, backyard, all over the place. The neighbors came over. The little kids, can we help you build your snowman? Yes, come on. And so it was just great. Snowball fights with the big, with the big baby giant Logan, um, uh, who's going to be 16 uh, in two days. I can't believe it. And wow. um, I know. Um, and now listening, friends, what you guys may not know about Kathy and I is that her daughter, Faithy, is just a couple of weeks older than Logan. And uh, Kathy and I, we literally basically met each other and got to know each other in, in the nursing mom's room at church. <laughs> We're in there, you know, in between Sunday school and church, you know, with our little babies and um, that's where we kind of solidified our friendship was right there. But, yes, Kathy, it snowed, um, and it was a wonderful, wonderful time. Well, I loved getting to see all of the incredible pictures, and probably one of my favorite pictures is one of our uh, mutual friends, Roger Heron, was had his skis on and was skiing in front of the courthouse in on downtown Main Street in Georgetown. I love it. I did not see that. That is great. You know, yeah. a bunch of the neighbor kids took, uh, uh, you know, like 
pans from the kitchen or Rubbermaid lids and like we're sledding down some hills in Georgetown. I just thought that was great. But yeah, what a, what a fun week it's been. I think it kind of energized people here and, um, you know, just it was literally a day where you could just forget about everything that's going on and enjoy the beautiful white stuff that was falling from the sky <laughs> and um, and just enjoy being around each other and with each other. Now, Miss Evelyn, did you throw a snowball at all on Sunday? No. Oh, Miss Evelyn. <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, we uh, we just watched out the window, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Van worked well, at his workshop a little while. It was too cold to do a lot of things. Yeah. And, and I thought, well, boy, I'm not going to take any chances. <laughs> You're stay home. I don't blame you, Miss Evelyn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, with, with slippery sidewalks, I bet your van would just keep you inside. He'd be like, no, no, baby, you just sit right I there. We're going to do other fun things today. He went to the mailbox, and I, I think he's st- – but- of course, he has his own kingdom uh, out in the back of backyard, and he does. Uh, you know, he has a fireplace. He's got stuff piled, and then he. I said, "Why don't you clean that out and put you a fire?" No, no, I might need that. I That's might. right. That's right. Sometimes we just got to let our our guys have their space, right, Miss Evelyn, where we don't mess it up or do anything that we think that. Well, needs our oldest son David uh, made uh, homemade. Uh, something i don't remember what it was but uh they came over with the two boys uh, with their two children and uh, we visited and it was just wonderful you and know, you had just, a great week visiting with him uh-huh. and his family because you get to the point everything you have to count every day and every minute uh, and it was just open door to heaven, I thought. I just look here. Oh, that's, oh. It filled your heart. I love that, Miss Evelyn, so much. You know, you look at life, and we're going to do that today as we look backward to look forward. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so easy to get wounded and, and operate with scars and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, dead wishes or something. But when we look at where we are right now in this nation, we are in trouble. Mm-hmm. And we've got to pray. We've got to seek God. And we've got to pay the price to have the freedom that mm-hmm. Jesus paid for. You know, churches are just going down. It is, But when you look a little bit further, you think, that is great opportunity for people who are in need to begin to go to the Lord Jesus to have that need met. Absolutely. So I, we've done. I've done a lot of going through last year's papers and this whatever, and it was just a good time to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I both uh, he came with me this morning. And he said, "This seems like when we were dating." Oh, <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you, when I got to the radio station today, Van and Miss Evelyn were just sitting here, just chatting away like old sorority sisters or something they were just so cute and you know miss evelyn um your marriage of 60 plus years years? is just a a beautiful testament Mm -hmm. and it will um, be um my birthday is march the 5th mm -hmm. and uh, uh we were married in april it's so fun. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, when I was um, I was in third year school, uh, college, and working part time, and Ben was um, in the Navy. He was drafted, and that was a really hard time for mm-hmm. us, for everybody. Sure. You know, we just didn't expect that. You know, in today's times, Miss Evelyn, we look at things that we think are hard, mm-hmm. but yet, if we look back at history and we really. Um, Take note of what your generation and my parents' generation mm-hmm. went through with having to um, be be on guard, I guess, yes. or be on watch um, about the draft, not only for World War II, but for Vietnam. I mean, it, it, that's a lot. Yeah. That, that is serious life, um, and that's real. Uh, you know, I, I feel like today we're kind of soft. You know, we make a big deal about stuff that's not a big deal. And um, we it, it's sad yeah. because we we blow things up out of proportion, and they're not a big deal. Well, we look more in the past than we look in the future and, and, and trust God because there's mm-hmm. a reason. You know, if we belong to him, he's remaking us. Absolutely. And, and, you know, when you get to that point in your life, you think, boy, this is going to be tough, the first thing. 
that comes to your heart is, thank you, Lord Jesus. What are you going to do? Well, and not the <laughs> that truth. That is the question. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about this time? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh, it's not hard, but it is painful. Mm-hmm. So. But, I, well, you know, we're happy, and I've been married a long, long time. Long, long time. And, like they were so cute, like newlyweds today, just sitting here <laughs> chit-chatting away. Well, friends, That's so cute. I know, it's so cute. Today our show is about personal responsibility for our decisions. I don't know where you are in life right now, but um, as I talk to my teenagers every day about this, I talk to my basketball team about this, about personal responsibility and how absolutely no one can make you do something that you do not want to do. You make a choice. We all make choices every single day. And so um, let's look at these verses in Philippians. These were written by Paul and Philippians 3, 13 and 14. The whole chapter is fantastic. I would highly encourage you just to Read mm-hmm. through Philippians 3. It gives mm-hmm. you a little bit more context. Uh, but these are our key verses for today. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. This is so rich, so rich, so rich. Last week on our show, <clears throat> excuse me, we spoke with, we chatted with Dr. Greg Cox. He's the lead missionary for Faith and Liberty in Washington, D.C. And we discussed decisions that matter. And I would highly encourage you to go to Love Talk Network. Um, that's our archives. You can find all of our shows there. It was a great show. He just talked about what's going on in Washington, D.C. right now and how we can look to the future um, <clears throat> and build up. Let's think about this statement. For every small decision to follow God is worth it. Every small decision to follow God is worth it. And in the end, you will see how they all add up. You know, Kathy, as I was thinking about this statement, I thought of the times in my life where every small decision to not follow God added up to destruction and heartache and pain and regret. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the flip side of that, when we choose to make every small decision to follow God, then we have liberty and joy and glory and um, things to look forward to. And we don't have that shame and that regret and that pain. You know, I think that whenever we consider uh, what steps we're taking, on any given day, we have to think about, well, where are those steps taking me? And uh, every decision that that we make sets us on this kind of little trajectory somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I love is that we can always reverse our trajectory. We can mm-hmm. always turn around. And I think God is such a God of turnarounds that if you see that you're going in a place that um, is is hurtful to yourself and to others if you see that you the decisions that you've made have really taken you away in your relationship with God you know all you have to do is turn around keep your eyes focused on him and start taking those small steps and making those decisions that add up to um to a big life with him you know I remember growing up um we had a refrigerator magnets you know I I guess those are kind of a thing of the past now unfortunately because of the stainless steel refrigerators that aren't magnetic but um, I remember my mom she had this magnet on the refrigerator and it said be patient with me God isn't finished with me yet, right? I I don't know why I remember that one magnet from the refrigerator, but um, it's so true. Not only be patient with me, but we have to be patient with ourselves um, as we as we press toward toward looking to the future. Um, Friends, when we return to Love Talk, I have a question for Miss Evelyn. We're going to look at three things today from these verses: forgetting what is behind. Straining or stretching for what is before us and what is ahead and winning the prize, pressing toward the goal for the prize. Mm-hmm. So, Miss Evelyn, when we return to Love Talk, we're going to have you tell our listeners 
what is this prize? Pressing on toward the goal to win the prize which God has called me? What on earth is this? I can't wait for you to hear from the First Lady of Love when we return to Love Talk right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater. I am in studio with the First Lady of Love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison, and our beautiful friend, Kathy Endebrock, joining us from Boise Heights, Idaho. Wherever you are today, listening, friends, we welcome you. There is a reason why you are here. There's a reason why you found the Love Ladies. i got to tell a quick story. Last week, I was coaching a basketball game, an away game. Um, we were... Um, not in Georgetown, and um, I was talking with the folks sitting at the scorer's table, you know, the people that were doing the clock and the book, and this man sitting at the table, he goes, I recognize your voice. Oh, Um, I know, and um, and he goes, are you, he goes, this is going to sound silly, but do you do a radio show? And I said, yes, sir, I do, and um, it just filled my heart with joy and with gladness. Um, he said, you know what, I came across your show, you know, not too long ago. And so um, that is amazing. I pray that you will direct all of your friends to the Bridge Austin. Um, they have great shows on the Bridge Austin. Um, it is 101 FM. 11.20 a.m., and uh, we, of course, as the Love Ladies, also have our archives at Love Talk Network, and you can go there and get any of our shows at any time. All right, friends, today we are talking about personal responsibility for our decisions, and we're looking at verses written by Paul and uh, from Philippians 3:13 and 14, and he says, Forget what is behind, strain toward what is ahead, press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So, Miss Evelyn, I got to start at number three. We're going to go back and we're going to talk about forgetting about what is behind and straining for what is Mm -hmm. ahead. But I really think we need to start at number three, Um, this winning the prize. What is that? Pressing on to the goal. Well, the goal is to be as much like Jesus as is possible. Mm-hmm. You think about it. Mm-hmm. He made so many decisions uh, in his lifetime, which was short. And in First John 4 again, he said, Whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. Mm. Now, you can look at that individually. You can look at it community-wise, nationwide. Whatever, whatever is. And that's from First John 4. Mm-hmm. Now, friends, before we go any further, i got to tell you, I'm looking at Miss Evelyn, and I'm looking at her Bible. And her Bible is well-loved and well-used. There are probably hundreds of sticky notes in this mm-hmm. Bible. There's also, she has, she's written all in it. She has things circled and highlighted. She has her personal notes. Oh, there's another sticky note. She has her personal notes in there. Um, oh, I just saw a sticky note that said help with an exclamation point on it. I mean, friends, this, oh, in the front, it's covered with 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 just all of her writings and her notes. Oh, friends, don't be afraid to write in your Bible. This is so precious and beautiful, and this is absolutely, uh, you know, my mom did that in her Bible, Miss Evelyn, um, writing down dates of births and and just uh, sermons, and um, oh, Miss Evelyn, this is precious. Well, it's it's every year I choose, uh, I pray, and I choose a scripture or a book to major on for that particular time. Mm. This one happened. This Bible runs through 1987. Mm. <laughs> uh, wow. It's wow. not one that I read every day, but when there's something on my heart, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm thinking about yesterday, we spend too much time thinking about yesterday mm-hmm. often. Yeah, we're, we're definitely. I go mm-hmm. and, and look at what happened in 1981. Um, you were praying through Corinthians, yes. or you were p- praying through, mm-hmm. I see Proverbs. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, friends, this is pressing on toward the prize. 
Miss Evelyn's Bible. This is um, just looking at that prize, and that prize mm-hmm. is Jesus. You know, Paul, as he writes these verses, before he wrote these verses, before his conversion to Christianity, he thought he had it all together. Right. He he thought he was the trifecta, Miss Evelyn. Right. He was a Jew, um, but yet he could uh, but he was a Greek and he could speak to the Romans in their language. I mean, he he was the trifecta mm-hmm. of, you know, he was big stuff. And then he had a radical conversion mm-hmm. to Jesus. Kathy, tell us a little bit more about Paul and what he was going through. Uh, well, Paul was a bit of a, a mess who thought he had it all <laughs> He together. was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, pretty much. And so he he was a, a very well-educated Jew. And, you know, this what you referred to, this trifecta. So because of where Paul was born, he was a Roman citizen. So, which meant as a Roman citizen, he could travel all over the Roman Empire freely. Um, He was Jewish, an Orthodox Jew, um, and um, educated by the the top uh, rabbis, the top teachers, and yet he was also educated in Greek education and thought, which mean, meant that he could speak um, Aramean or, or um, Aramaic, excuse me, which was kind of the modern day uh, Greek. It was kind of like the, the, the Greek that everyone spoke. And so Paul had it, Paul had it all. And he he loved the Lord. He was zealous for the Lord. He was passionate for the Lord. And so he believed that uh, Christ was uh, a heretic. And so he believed that all of the followers of Christ were were also uh, heretics, that they were, you know, they called themselves the way. And, and Paul wanted them gone. Uh, he did not want uh, the Jews to be misled by what he saw was a false teaching. Well, Paul actually held the garments of all of the Jewish leaders as they uh, stoned Philip to death. Excuse me, Stephen to death. Do, do I have that right? Yes, you I do. think it's Stephen, Stephen. to death. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, and Paul gladly held all of their garments and watched while they did this. And then Paul got approval from the Jewish leaders to go to uh, Damascus to go and persecute the Christians there, basically to to go and get them and bring them back and put them in prison. And it was on the road, on this journey, on this road um, that Christ appeared to him and and basically said, you know, Paul, why, why are you persecuting me? Why are you doing this to me? And and. Paul recognized that Christ was Lord, and, um, and, and, and Paul had a complete turnaround in, in his life. And um, so God basically sent Paul out to go and spread the gospel, you know. And uh, so it's so interesting when, when Paul writes this because he had an incredibly bright future as a leader among the Jewish people. And so he sacrificed all of that to follow God and to spread the gospel. And so when when Christ, when um, Paul uses these words that, you know, we have to let go and leave these things behind, he's, he's not only talking about um, all of the evil and wickedness that he did, thinking that he was doing the right thing, but he's also talking about, all of his successes and incredibly bright future that he could have had, but now he is serving God and it's going to involve a lot of suffering and, and persecution. And it's so interesting because um, Bible Hub describes Paul this way, that he was the most dangerous enemy of mm-hmm. Christianity, but after his conversion, he was its most useful promoter that all of his weapons of destruction against the Christian people 
turned into weapons of construction as Paul began to build up and establish the Church of Christ. And so, you know, I love we can see we can see that no matter what our past is, when we put our future in in God's hands, he's going to use us to build up his church, to do something mighty in his church. And, um, you know, I love that Paul didn't blame anyone for his actions. He didn't come up with excuses uh, for what he did, um, but he took responsibility. He was genuinely repentant. And so I think that when we want to turn around in our life, uh, the Mm -hmm. best place to start is taking responsibility. And, and sometimes we need to think about what that might look like today. And I mean, Carrie, when we talk about taking responsibility, I imagine as a basketball coach, someone who is very coachable is not someone who makes excuses and comes up with reasons why they couldn't do it the way that you told them to do it. But someone who's very coachable and who's going to excel as a player is someone who's going to take responsibility and listen to their coach and do what their coach says. Oh, absolutely. And you call that person a person who is primed for success. Yes. Right? You know, <clears throat> when we... Lord pumped him pretty good. <laughs> absolutely. When we look at everything around us as with a victim mentality. Oh, well, I couldn't do that because, you know, the teacher made the assignment so hard. Or, well, coach, I couldn't I, I couldn't do that. I I just can't do that. Your your expectations are too high because I'm just I don't have that skill set. You know, or um oh yeah, I lost that job because my boss is a jerk mm-hmm. and that's the reason I lost that job. Okay. When you're priming yourself for success, you turn all of those things around and go, you know what, coach, I don't have that skill set right now, but I'm going to work as hard as I absolutely possibly can to get that skill set because I know that will help my teammates. Thank you for challenging me in those ways. You know what? I lost that job because I couldn't get up and get to work on time. My <laughs> boss is not a jerk. I got in the way. Yeah. <laughs> my boss held me accountable. It's my fault that I could not seem to get to work on time. And I'm thankful and grateful that someone held me accountable. And you know what? I'm never, ever, ever going to let that happen again. You know, uh, I'm going to figure out a way to get up. What I have to set 18 alarm clocks, whatever it is. Um, you know, Paul could have very easily said, I'm a victim of my upbringing. I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know could debate with the Pharisees because I have this great education and I didn't know any better that persecuting people was wrong. You know, he could have made every excuse in the in the book, Miss Evelyn, but he didn't. When he met God face to face, really had an encounter with God face to face, he said, I'm going to count all of that as loss. And every single day from here on out will be lived for Jesus. And I will tell everyone about this radical conversion that I have had. And I am so sad about how I lived my life before and persecuted people that were were living for Christ. So, Kathy, I do think that personal responsibility with Paul was huge. I mean, I, I, I just, now I'm not a Bible scholar, um, but I can't, I couldn't find in, in, in the research that I did. And again, once again, it was limited and I'm not a Bible scholar of a time whenever he made an excuse for how he lived his life in the past. Do you know of one, Kathy? No, I mean, Paul Paul always gave explanation. One of the things yes. that he was was absolutely forthright and a straight talker. And mm-hmm. uh, as far as, as a playing the blame game, which I think a lot of us do, oh, I did that because of this, mm-hmm. or it wasn't really my fault because so-and-so, and, you know, trying to lay things at other people's feet. I will tell you, the only person whose feet we need to be laying things at is the feet of Christ. Mm -hmm. And we don't we we, we don't put blame at his feet. We put hope at his feet and truth at his feet. We put our worries at his feet. We put Mm -hmm. our challenges at his feet, the difficult days we put at his feet. 
and uh, that's where that's kind of where where we start and and where we end up. And I love that that Paul took that approach. He didn't try and cast blame away, but he stood being accountable for his past decisions, and then he stood being accountable before Christ for every future decision that he made. Absolutely. Um, you know, friends, so the prize is Jesus, all right? And Jesus allows us to grow personally and spiritually as we get to know him and we get to know his heart. Paul gained the knowledge of Christ, the righteousness of Christ, the power of Christ, and he spent the rest of his days as a Christ follower, regardless of how he was being persecuted. You know, he's saying in jail. Um, and the reason he was in jail was for following Christ. Okay, so I found this cute little story. I know I've told this story before on Love Talk. Um, but in 1992, a shipping container fell off of a cargo ship that was traveling from Hong Kong to the U.S., Okay, so this shipping container, okay, think about how far that is, Hong Kong to the U.S. And 28,000 little yellow ducky, rubber duckies were splashed into the Pacific Ocean. (laughs) And Miss Evelyn, do you know that for 20 years, little rubber yellow duckies (laughs) washed up on beaches in Hawaii, South Africa, and the Arctic. Think about that. For 20 years. Right. They washed up on all of these shores across the world. I tell you this story as we go back to our verses for today. Since we know what the prize is, Miss Evelyn, Paul says. Forget what is behind. Little yellow duckies washed up on shores all across the world for 20 years. Do we allow past mistakes, our little yellow duckies, Mm -hmm. to continue to rear their ugly heads for five years, 10 years, 20 years? You know, we know that this prize is free when we call on the name of the Lord. So, you know, Kathy, why do the verses directly ahead of the prize implore us to make these decisions to forget about the past and strain for the future? I mean, that stuff is still there. And sometimes it keeps washing up. I think, I think all of those past decisions um, and our future choices they are either going to hinder us from becoming closer to God or they're going to help bring us closer to God. Mm-hmm. So our, our our past choices, our future choices, they're going to hinder or they're going to help. And we have to discern what they're going to do. I think that everything in the past is meant to give us wisdom for the future, not handcuffs. Oh, and so I love that. If, we, mm-hmm. if we are finding that the past is a set of handcuffs on our life, we have some work to do. Mm. Um, and I will tell you that Christ has the key to every single set of handcuffs <laughs> that you will um, ever have. And he does not want you going through life um, with any sort of mm. of bondage, handcuffs, or whether they're binding your feet or binding your hands. We are meant to live in freedom and in liberty in Christ. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I love that you've shared, Carrie, is that the prize is Christ himself. It is that that relationship. And so many people would say, oh, the prize is eternal life. Well, no, friends, the, 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 the par- eternal life is like the party favor that you get <laughs> when you accept the invitation. Mm. And, you know, you accept the invitation, you go to this party, everybody gets a party favor, but you don't go to the party uh, just for the party favor, you go to the, par- the party for that person. And so while while eternal life is magnificent and it's brilliant and Christ Christ made it possible for us to have eternal life, Christ himself is that prize. And so we have to think in every decision that we make, is it 
helping us become closer to Christ, becoming more like Christ in in our character, in our outlook, in our hope, in our joy, or is it hindering us from being close to Christ? And Mm -hmm. we need to take those things accountable. And so if we find that we are holding on to things in our past that are hindering our relationship with God, we just need to let those go. Yeah. if there's something in our past that we're going to build on to bring us closer uh, to in that relationship with God and become more Christ-like, well, then let's build on it. But we need to remember that it is in the past. So, Miss Evelyn, I have a question for you. Have you ever had a time when you are making all these small decisions to follow God and you saw the fruit of those smaller decisions adding up? to um in your life to really bring glory to god you know it's interesting that you would ask that question because every day i'm reminded what the answer to that is Mm. it's joy Mm. j-o-y joy so i ask myself what would jesus do Mm -hmm. you know that's what joy that's what jesus is is joy Jesus over you. Once we take him into our life, he becomes light. When we moved to Austin, um, I had uh, a major change in my life because I I had to put the past behind me Mm -hmm. and begin to build for the future. Mm -hmm. And it was in that time that I learned that Jesus is a guide as well as a filler. I always go to him when, you know, things got empty. Uh, He wants to be a part of our life from the morning till midnight. And when we look at that from the the view of uh, how much time does that take, we, we can talk about all the things that Jesus, you know, gives us. But the main thing that we should have on our heart and our mind is in this nation, what is Jesus going to bring back as joy? Think about it. What would it take across this nation if all of those who are Christians work toward joy? Jesus over you. It will change your life. It changed mine. Mm. When we moved from the ranch to Austin, uh, I had no intention of staying. I told him, I'll give you two years and that's all. Well, and you had to put one foot in front of the other and make a new life here, and you you were not happy about it. <laughs> well, you know, it was really interesting. We moved, uh, built a new house in, in a community, and all of the neighbors were from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. That was the year that 3M came, mm-hmm. and they brought their people with us. So I looked one side, and all they talked about was Kentucky. The other side, neighbors. So we started a prayer group mm-hmm. to try to get them off of this yesterday and I don't have this grappy people and in my living room we wore out two couches <laughs> well I, I you wore out two couches and, and and wrote all over your bible which I love it, you know and that was a small decision it was. that you were making every day okay started with one person and then that person gosh you know Evelyn we can hire we can pray with Evelyn this school mm-hmm. today it was not something that I planned it was a gift that I gave to Jesus. And if we look at everything, is this going to bring joy? Mm-hmm. Is this of Jesus? Mm-hmm. It's easier to live that the life that he wants us to live. And it's not perfect. It never is. But the goal is there. What is the goal? To bring joy mm-hmm. to those in my family. To bring joy to those in my city. Mm. In my nation. In uh, in March, we're going to go to the Texas State Capitol mm. and do what we did, Miss Kathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I know. You're going to get a job. Uh, as soon as I, I've got one more little thing I've got to clear up before we get there. Um, when you look at your life and you measure it by joy, mm. you know, you can't make your own joy. It comes from the Lord Jesus. That's exactly right, Miss Evelyn. We, we can be happy today, but mm-hmm. the true joy comes from the Father. You know, friends, it's a deception to either live in the past 
or to always live in the future. God wants us to press on in the present because the present is where eternity touches us now, where eternity touches our friends now, where eternity touches Mm -hmm. our communities now. And Paul knew that the race was won right now. So, friends, when we return to Love love Talk, we'll talk about some of these decisions or things from the past that we need to forget about. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about striving on toward the future. Oh, friends, you won't want to miss our last segment of Love Talk with the Love Ladies when we return (laughs) right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. The Bridge, Austin, 1120 AM, 101 FM. You have found the Love Ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader in studio with the First Lady of Love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison, with our beautiful co-host, Kathy Endebrock, on the line, loud and clear from Boise, Idaho. Oh, friends, today... We're talking about personal responsibility. We're talking about decisions and Paul's words of wisdom from Philippians chapter 3. And again, I would encourage you to go back to chapter 3 and read the whole chapter. Read the verses leading up to verses 13 and 14 and then the verses after um, 14. He says here, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. How humble is Paul? I mean, this guy... He's highly educated. He knows multiple languages. And he says, look, I, I don't I don't have it all figured out, guys. I don't have it all figured out. And you know what? I will not have taken hold of it 100% until I am in heaven with Jesus. He said, but here's what I do know. And he actually says, here's one thing I know. <laughs> the one thing, forgetting what is behind, straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So I told that little story about the 28,000 little yellow rubber duckies that (laughs) fell off of a cargo ship somewhere in the Pacific Ocean back in 1992. And for 20 years, those little yellow duckies washed up on shores all over the world. You know, we don't want our mistakes our trash. In fact, um, Paul describes it as rubbish. We don't want that to plague us for years to come. We we want that rubbish to um, not continue mm-hmm. to surface. Um, from a website called The Enduring Word, rubbish means the vilest dross or... <clears throat> refuse refuse of anything the worst excrement the word shows how utterly insignificant and unavailing that it is and the apostle paul said that everything was rubbish but the gospel of jesus so as we look at these things from our past this shame this regret this rubbish and we have to figure out ways to move forward what if when the memory of our failure comes to mind Miss Evelyn, we have at our disposal the ability to put that to rest. What if we don't want to be slaves to our past decisions and those past failures? What if we have a way to shut up those voices and clean up the trash? <laughs> right? I think we have. We definitely have that. Yeah. When we look at Isaiah 48, verses 18 and 19, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing, and it springs up in you. So, Miss Evelyn, specifically, what are some of the things that we should make a conscious decision to forget? Okay. Well, you know, they're all kind. You did I brush my teeth this morning? <laughs> <laughs> uh, have I done this? You know, we can let routine control us to the point that God can't use us sometimes. And I just give mm. that is. But the answer to this is beautiful. It is in First John 5, verse 3. For the true love of God is this. What is the true love of God? That we do his commands, keep his promises and ordinances, and be mindful of his precepts and his teaching. Now, what we've done today is precepts and teaching. And these orders of him are not... Uh, burdens come. Upset. We've not. We don't allow burdens and uh, 
grievous things to control our life. And these past mistakes and past failures, mm-hmm. we don't allow them mm-hmm. to control our life. Well, what is born of God is victorious over the world. Mm. Little duckies <laughs> went over the world. They did. They did. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. Sometimes we get to thinking, you know, I'm, I'm tired of doing this. Or I'm sad that I did that. Yeah. I regret that I did that. Absolutely. You know, Kathy, I think not only can we get wrapped up in our past failures, right, that they Mm -hmm. cause this doubt and this self-loathing, sometimes we can get caught up in our past successes, and they hold us captive today. That is so true. And, um, you know, that was a very difficult thing for me. I... um, you know, I with my I've always been very focused on making money because I when I was uh, when I was young I I had none. I mean, you know, there were times when I would go to the refrigerator in the pantry and you know they were literally bare. There was nothing to eat. When you know my mom would bring home a roll of quarters and uh, it would be to wash clothes. You know, mm-hmm. and so I remember growing up, I I didn't actually ever think that you ever washed your sheets, you know, because why would you wash your sheets? You don't wear your sheets anywhere. You're going to spend your money on washing clothes. And so as I grew up, I just, you know, I was the kid who would um, buy a a pack of gum for uh, 45 cents and then go to school and sell each of the seven pieces for 25 cents each. You know, I I love it. Oh, I love it. Anyway, I could make money. And so... Growing up, um, I knew education was the route that you needed to take in order to be able to have a good career. And so, and I, I got my mom's brains. Uh, thank the Lord. He gave me a really strong mind for academics and he gave me a really good work ethic. And so I was an ambassador scholar overseas and had my undergraduate paid for. I had my master's degree paid oh. for. I got a, a master's degree in international relations, and um, and I had a great career. I got to travel around opening large entertainment properties, and I thought, you know, why would anyone want children? Why would anyone want any other life mm-hmm. than this? This is like this is it. And when when God got a hold of my heart, uh, he, he was asking me to let my career go and to let that lifestyle go and let the money go and um and enjoy this beautiful marriage with eric and have children and so we moved back to the united states and um i stepped out of my career what i thought was going to be temporary i thought okay well lord i'll let my career go until my kiddos and at the time we only planned on having one until my kiddo (laughs) is in kindergarten and then i'll go back to work and uh, so I kept up my certifications, you know, I kept up my network, all of that. And I found that I had such an incredible joy in motherhood. And then I got into women's ministry <laughs> and uh, started teaching women uh-huh. how to pray and uh, just started doing things in women's ministry. And I thought, well, I've never really had this kind of joy. I mean, Mm. I had excitement in my career. I had excitement in my successes, and they were certainly fulfilling. But I don't know that you would identify it as true joy. And so I I, uh, left my career behind. But I'll tell you, I kind of had a bit of a test just a few years ago. A friend of mine called from Australia. He was the person who I most enjoyed ever working with and he uh, had advanced to the top of the company and he called me and he said, I need a two IC. I need someone who I can trust. I need someone who's competent. And uh, he offered me $250,000 plus all of my visas, plus getting Eric a job, plus transferring the kids to private school in Australia. If I would just come and be his two IC and it took everything in me not to, you know, abandon ministry and uh, what I'm doing now and say yes to that. It was, I mean, it was like the biggest temptation, I think, that I've ever had. And, um, but it refocused me and really made me realize where my joy comes from and, and what the Lord is asking me to do. And that why would I why would I go and um, pursue the successes of the world only to lose out on all of the kingdom building that God would have me do? 
And so I was I was grateful for that. But it, it was a it was a big lesson for me, um, you know, in line with what Paul says that, you know what, those successes were for that time. And God developed all of the skills and equipping in me that he's used now. But as far as the professional world, that's in my past. Wow. I didn't know that, Kathy, um, that just as recently as a few years ago that that was on the table. You know, friends, there's so many things that keep us from experiencing all God has to offer. You know, we have so much material left. We are going to continue this show for you next week, friends, and continue to talk about this looking back and straining forward. Um, What Paul, I mean, these beautiful words of wisdom from Paul and how we can live in the present and look to the future with absolute hope and, as Miss Evelyn says, joy. You know, these past failures that caused this self-doubt and this loathing and these past successes that keep us um, in this, I I guess, cycle of saying, well, back when, back then I did this, back then, what are we doing now? What are we doing now? What is keeping you from experiencing all God has to offer? Are you willing to make that decision today? Are you willing to really sit down And talk to yourself about what's holding you back. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you would like to hear more about Jesus. Call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. We'd be so delighted to talk with you and to share this love of Jesus with you. Maybe you're a Christian and you are holding on to the past and you're stuck with those past regrets. You know what, friends, you'll want to tune in next week as we dive into some more of these and how God teaches us to move forward regardless of what the past looks like. Friends, we love you so much, and we're so glad you joined us today for Love Talk. Friends, being a Christian, it is beautiful and it is wonderful, and moving forward one step at a time takes courage and it takes guts. When we return to Love Talk next week, we'll continue to talk about about personal decisions and moving forward one step at a time. Friends, we love you, and we'll see you next week right here on Love Talk.